0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet Hook
1: another lucky trout, HG. Yes, uh, TF Much Submariner, First Class Cedric S. Ben Sump, AO, torching the Blindside Blue Paper once again. And this is our special Anzac Day edition of the Bludge. We welcome all of the Blindside family to gather around and show respect. However you want to interpret that word. And by golly, there's some interesting interpretations of that word in this day and age. Yes, uh, it was the sound of the sumpster camp in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, getting the show underway once again. Australia, welcome to the bludge. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. And what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much forty is barely enough. Straight to the greatest game of all, and round six was shot out of the twenty-five pounder, exploding across the nation last weekend like a World War Two hand grenade that had been main buried since the last rat left to brook. Excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement. So many big issues emerged as we gathered for shelter under the shrapnel cloud. Big story this week is the news that the Coach and Myrtle jumper, worn in Thursday night's top-of-the-table clash, was designed by club owner, that's right, club owner, rifleman, first-class, rusty, damn-the-torpedoes crow. It was a terrific jumper and pays homage to Submariners of Australia who served in all theatres... Obviously, there had to be water, but it's once they got water there, they ha- they were there. We were there. We served. And once again, pr- the jumper proves that rugby league people can do anything, absolutely anything. They can design underpants. They can design a jumper to go with the underpants. The glory, glory, I'm a rabbit crew took on the might of the rith the tune when the salvo stopped, when uh, hostilities ceased, when peace broke out in the epic two-point thriller, a trill masterclass, it was described by none other than Rampaging Royce 11, 2018. Now, uh, Russell had to go to somewhere to get inspiration for his jumper, and it was a beautiful jumper. For those who have seen it, As a combination of gunmetal and Dixie Grey the greys of the Submariner Patrol Boats of Australia. They're camouflaged in grey paint, so as no-one will see them, they can just hear them coming. Uh, It's uh, got all the hot-bunking ideas. It's got the claustrophobia, It's you can't smoke on board, otherwise the whole thing blows up. And get this, Cedric Espen had some input into the design, I understand. Our very own Submariner was there at the drawing board guiding Rusty's hand. Well, he wasn't really there. He was on the end of the telephone saying, Rusty, you've got the two sleeves there, got the thing for the neck, got the, you know, the bit of stuff that goes around the neck hole, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 shut up, Cedric. I'll do it myself, Sonny. I'm a rugby league owner. Now, in Melbourne, super coach Craig Bellamy is Supercoach coach Craig Bellamy sniffing out a new gig in 2024. Rugby league talking scones and their nattering suggests the Storm Supremo is targeting the big red V for an opportunity in 2024. Now, remember St. the big St. George, the joint venture, the home of the hook, Cogra Jubilee, the Taj Mahal, Apisone and O.C. Toga, the 11 on the trot team, the $2 coin, now worth an absolute mint, the list goes on and on and on. That lot, that that lot, that St. George, Illawarra. Now, call me gag-eye, but this week, long hair and tugging were front and centre. Tyson Frizell was the puller, and Jerome Sampson-Lewaie, was the mop top the mullet? More was the difference between Nukes and the Ruth at McDonald Jones Stadium last weekend. The melody when the hooter punched the air. Knights fourteen, Panthers fifteen. Another exciting, epic thriller with the, involving the Panthers. Now today, there are hundreds of ticketed rugby league players. This is a fact. Growing out their, their dreads on the off chance they can pull a penalty when that cammy cold dead hand reaches out for a tug in a three-on-one tackle. It's pure Bellamy. I mean, the bloke will absolutely stop at nothing. Uh, speaking of tackles, the hip drop is back in the spotlight. According to the maroon man Billy Slater on the footy show, that's one of Sneezebees, Uh, there are 12 hip drops a game, and only well, the only time they're penalised is a player stays down. Now, Billy, well says it's, you know, so popular that if the ref penalised everyone doing it, there'd be nobody left playing. And we come to last night's match in D-Town where the biggest hip drop of them all didn't get penalised and the poor old person on the bottom of it, RCG, had to waddle off, hanging onto a knee. It actually was his groin, but he felt it in the knee. That can happen with a hip drop. Transferred pain. I mean, read about it. You can dial up, do the
0: research.
1: Now... I don't know how many were in the bin. In the end, I thought some of them were pretty soft penalties in the hip-drop department if you'd gauge by what Haas did do uh, RCG. Now, speaking of Billy, wasn't it refreshing to hear Nico Hines blurt out in the battle cry in the last few days, I hate Queensland? Uh, I haven't heard this sort of talk for years. Uh, it reminds me, of course, of Backdoor Benny Elias, I uh, used to describe them as, you know, I don't want to go there because people in Queensland are listening and they would be wise to put hands over their ears, especially kiddies, maybe get out the blue tack and shove it in before we trigger a warning, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I hate Queensland. I loved it. That must have lifted Freddie's drooping spirits and put real hope into the yet-to-be-named Blues outfit. Elsewhere are the Tigers on track for a club record. They're on a, on an 11-game streak. Sadly, it's a losing streak, but 11 games. You can't take that away from them. You can try, but you can't. They've not saluted since July 30 last year. And we live in hope. We live in hope. All Australians live in hope. All blindside family members live in hope that uh, we will see history made in the coming weeks. Somebody's doing something absolutely right at Leichhardt. Uh, You know, and I was just thinking about this overnight, that there would be a lot of Tigers toddlers who, who don't believe winning is in the club's DNA. Now, I know toddlers, it might be a hard thing to get the idea of DNA and explaining all that and what it means, but nonetheless, there'd be a lot of toddlers who haven't got, you know, who think we don't win. That's not us. We lose all the time. Elsewhere, does the oracle of Pastor La Vista Gus Gould, need to put a sock in it? Many are saying he needs to be careful of blurring his roles as one of nine commentators, that sneeze beside in the storm network, and the second as the Bulldogs football suprema. I've worried about this for some time. Many others have as well. He's often pumping up the tyres of players he has an interest in, which is really causing chat. Now, the golden point is front and centre. Maybe it's time to pull the plug on the concept, which has been given long enough to bed down. You think people would have got used to it by now. It's a bit like live golf. Uh, You know, we're all over the moon that live's happening and how great it is and we never thought it'd be this good and all of a sudden, you know, what was the fuss about? Well, this is the problem with the golden point is people are still up in arms and getting agitated about it I mean, I believe it's been given long enough to lie, you, you know, in the bed to, you know, get used to it. Fans and families—that's Australian blindside families—who uh, are the lifeblood of the game seem to be in two minds about the dead heat decider. Should a team who was equal to their opponents for 89 minutes lose a match because of a lucky kick in the last minute? This is well, sadly. There's a lot of tears before bedtime in many Australian families who listen to the blindside because of it. And that's our talk back topic this week. Golden point, yes or no, Australia, you've had time to think about it, punch in the numbers, drop the word and move on. Now, so many questions at least, uh, well, we have the rest of the season to find answers. The IOC gets tough with athletes ahead of the Paris go round. Uh, Olympic athletes and, and and stars, that's how I'm seeing them, stars uh, get 48 hours to enjoy the success before they're tipped out of the village and told to fend for themselves and, in fact, pay for their own uh, cafe au lait and croissants, baguettes, etc. It's a sad moment in Olympic history. Many athletes do the hard yards to get to the games because they know what fun the village life can be. The gloss for mine is certainly... <coughs> excuse me. The gloss has certainly rubbed off the Olympic movements in Tokyo just a few short months ago. And speaking of live, South Australia, how lucky were they? They had got the gather round one weekend and live the following weekend, and it's just blowing people away blowing them away and to see the uh, caper up close is to realise just how incredible the shark's wheeze is and people are saying it could go to Queensland next I'm not sure exactly where in Queensland there's so many great courses there but shark owns most of them so I assume it'll be touchdown live will touchdown somewhere sharky has got an interest gather round back to the gather round for a minute what a triumph I mean the murderer can retire on the back of this one there'll be wingers of course there'll be wingers People who say it's an unfair advantage to the home teams, whatever you like, but it was a triumph. One thing that was curious was patrons seemed to think all they had to do was buy tickets. They didn't take it through to the logical conclusion. They didn't feel as though they had to do anything else like turn up to matches, watch the footy, eat a Balfour's pie and down a West End beer. This was not made clear to them when buying tickets that they were involved in sitting in a seat and left some games with an unsightly rows of vacant seats. Uh, Melbourne Demons v Essendon, I think, was one of them. That just was an appalling advertisement for the game. Incidentally, should more use be made of great SA suburban grounds like Glenelg Oval, Bay Oval, New number one, Prospect Oval, where 125 footy fans seems like a huge crowd and probably is a huge crowd. And Gilly M, uh, after he dropped the bombshell of three more years, I mean, I, I was rubble. Three more years. Three more years. And I think the uh, South Australian government only played something like 59 million a pop. So they're getting value for money. Uh, when uh, Gill dropped that bombshell and swaned out through the Victor Richards and Gates, bellowing, See you later, suckers. The mess is all yours. I felt a great relief. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to, uh, to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray this week. The voice is fully focused again, as you'd expect on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of rugby league and fun with Anzac down on the horizon. Mercifully, the rural and regional Anzacs are making biscuits, raising funds to buy guns and ammo. And you can pick up a 24 pack of, this is a new name in Anzac biscuit manufacturer, by the way, you can pick up a 24 pack of silly yaks Anzac biz tickets individually wrapped. I like that and gluten free for 31.95 represents great value. Twelve biscuits for thirty. Oh, sorry, twenty-four biscuits for thirty-one ninety-five, less than two dollars each. And the next cab off the rank, that is the MKR rank in the Blindside Kitchen, is the King Charles Coronation Quiche. Ah, uh, you know, people worry about players vomiting. I'd keep him away from the quiche. That'd be my advice. It's a spinach pie that is beyond the wallets already of most Australian families who are busted by rent increases, the cost of cheese and eggs at the supermarkets. I mean, uh, go and have a look. If you don't know the cost, go and have a look and you'll just, you'll, you. I'll tell you what, you'll need a sedative. Uh, the voice of hope belongs to the activated one rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league! Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by simply asking what highlights caught your wrestle aside this week?
2: Fully six, seven, third! Uh, yes, sir, thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson, and happy rugby league, HG, of course, to you and to uh, and to your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all... <sighs> decent, law-abiding Aussies, most of whom aren't involved in litigation, aren't grandstanding or exposing themselves to public opprobrium. They're not. No, that's true. They're not. Yeah. They're just being quiet and they're being decent. Yeah. Common sense. Just Aussies.
1: Yeah.
2: Aussies we all know. Aussies we're very proud of. Mm-hmm. Some we don't in- need to tell them. They know it. Some live in your street. They do. Hockey Australia wants a dedicated hockey stadium for the Olympics. Uh, Ballymore is uh, apparently not good enough.
1: It's a swamp.
2: Uh, Well, I'm not too sure. I mean, they they do play the odd uh, rugby union test match, I want to say, at Ballymore. So there are facilities there, but it's not absolutely dedicated to hockey. And let's face it, probably the hockey roos and the ollie roos have probably earned the right to have a dedicated hockey space so somewhere in Australia. So I mean, it's not medals. that big an ask. I mean, sure, it's not going to be used all that often. It won't be. No. We know that. No. But to have it there would be Australia's way of thanking Australian hockey for what it's contributed over Oh, Rick Charlesworth years. Who can forget know. that? I know. The amount of, uh, the, the I mean, the, the gold medals were, uh, I mean... Hundreds of gold hundreds medals. Hundreds of gold medals. Yeah, Commonwealth,
1: games, Commonwealth Games, Commie
2: Games. Commie Games. We've dominated Commie Games for so titles. long. Yes, world titles. I mean, sure, the world's fallen off a little bit lately, but... It'll come again. Yes, and if they had a dedicated space, I don't know, somewhere in Queensland. Well, it's, oh, it's got to be in Queensland if that's where the Olympics is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Surely it's not beyond the ken of the Palaszczuk government to earmark a spot that can be forevermore the spiritual home and practical home of Australian hockey. I love the idea of a spiritual home. So do I. Mm. And it could be it could double up as dare I say it a centre of excellence. Centre of excellence for, for, Australian, uh, for Australian hockey. Because I don't think Australian hockey has a centre of excellence. It hasn't needed one up until now. So maybe the time has come when we should be talking. C of E vis the hockey Now, speaking of Queensland, Brad Thorne, he's to leave the Queensland Reds at the end of the season. I thought it might have worked, Brad. I mean, he had all the qualifications, didn't he? I don't know what went wrong. I don't know if he's too difficult a taskmaster. Maybe he was imposing a little bit too much of his own values on the team. I don't know. I don't know whether. But what I will say is that there haven't been any backgrounding of people like us. Of voices, anti whispers Whispers about Mm Brad Thorne. We've heard nothing. We've heard nothing. Locker room chat. We haven't received any of that. No, it's been tight as a drum. Very professionally organised. Who's the new coach? I don't know who the new coach is. I don't think a new coach has been announced yet, but uh, I certainly wish them all the best. And could I just uh, wish Brad all the best with Brad and his family? I assume Brad will go back to uh, New Zealand. I think, is where he was born originally. Remember, he's a dual international, uh, played for New Zealand. Uh, and dual codist, I and think. And dual code, that's yeah. right, that's right. Uh, I mean, so many uh, feathers in the feathers, trouser. Yeah. For He is, almost, yes. Um, yes, and, of course, a state of origin hero. I know, well, for, I know, for, for, state of for, for Queensland. Fantastic. yeah, fantastic. wonderful, wonderful player. Yes, Brad Thorne.
1: Gee, I hope he's not lost to the code. Oh, I
2: hope he's not lost... To either coach. No, I was he,
1: using that. No, I meant you know, the sporting Maybe,
2: maybe uh, you know, the new new coach uh, Jones could reach out to uh, Eddie Jones, to Brad Thorne, to get Brad into the um, Wallaby family where he's no stranger. I think he played for the Wallabies and I think he played for the All Blacks. In oh, a no. oversight role? Oversight role, yes. Yes, no, yes. Or, ju- or, or just someone to, to, to turn to. Brad, what do you think? Yeah. Brad, what do you think? Yeah. Do we need more pace
1: hmm. or, you know, mm. yeah? grunt and poke up What throat? would you do
2: now, Brad? Yeah, yeah. What would you do, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. And Brad, Brad wouldn't hold back. Yeah. Can I He's point... not that sort of bloke. He doesn't hold back. Yeah. I mean, if you ask Brad Thorn a question, you'll get an answer. Yeah.
1: Can I point out, Roy, also, that it's, we're way past the time when we can say with confidence, what would John Eels do?
2: That's right. We're, oh, well, they were the days, weren't they? Yeah, that's 30,
1: that's years, 30 ago. years ago. 30
2: years ago. 30 years ago. So much so that these days we're saying, what would Brad Thorne do? Exactly. That's my point. What's the point? Brad Thorne. Well, and like you, I just want to endorse that. We may not return to this topic for some time. But I don't want the Thorn years to be, to just disappear. I want us to remember no. Brad Thorne. Remember what could have been. What could have been. Something went wrong. We don't know what. It's a mystery because so many boxes were ticked, all Mm. of them. Mm. Every bloody box when it came to the Reds, was ticked. Mm. The only thing that didn't get ticked was the success box and that's what we've got to ask. Why not? When everything looked so right, Mm -hmm. did it end up so wrong? Beautiful words, Roy. Gather round. Gather round. Look, my observation is it was borderline underwhelming. Gather Round in South Australia. Uh, And there are calls for a gather-all-around with the NRL playing all games in Adelaide at the same time. And this may where some of these uh, ovals you were referring to, HG, in your opening address, could come into their own uh, with a bit of rugby league being played. I mean, people would love that. Can you imagine what a sensational weekend it would be in Adelaide to have the AFL, the rugby league, with the prospect of live the following week? Eh? Well, now you're talking. He's talking something, aren't we? excitement. Yes. The state of excitement. State of excitement. Thank you. Uh, Speaking of live, it's exploded, as HG has pointed out, exploded. Um, That shotgun start. Uh, I mean, people in South Australia, in fact, very few people have seen that sort of thing. I know. I know. And to see a shotgun start for the first time, it, it blows your mind. And and that the introduction it, it, of the players. Yes, I know. You know? Yes. And now ladies and gentlemen, Mark Leesman. Oh yeah.
1: Goes off. Doesn't it, it? it goes off and
2: Goes off. You
1: didn't realise how it, it was a silent majority really that came out, wasn't it? People that's didn't right. know that they wanted to cheer for no, Mark Leesman right. until yep. they got there. Yep. They weren't told to do it. Nope. That was just spontaneous. Nope. Nope. spontaneous. Mark Leesman, God almighty, go Mark! Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Go says! People loved it. People loved it. And, you know, I can only imagine, had, uh, say, was his name Jamal Khashoggi, if he was still with us? If he was still with us, he he would just love what's happening with Live Golf, wouldn't he? You forget that. (laughs) That is a... I mean, you forget that, but every now and again, you've just got to look back and say, well, had things been slightly different... You know, had he not walked into the embassy, embassy, the Saudi Arabian embassy in in Turkey, Istanbul Mm -hmm. on that day and been sliced up into a million pieces and uh, put in a bag and buried somewhere, had that not happened, he would look at, live, and laugh. No. He would. No. And we should always remember that. (laughs) Uh, Not only the shotgun start. Which was great. I love the party hole. Well the party hole. And the what, party well, hole is just yeah. going off. And
1: can I ask, is it it must be school holidays there? Yeah. it's great to get to be able to for young people to be able to get a drink somewhere. That's right. they are not gonna be pestered That's by.
2: right, you're not gonna be asked your right. age. Exactly. You're that's what I love about by. it. Kids going out and saying, Give us a roll of Coke. Yeah, yeah, no, not true. a problem. Off you yeah. go, off you, yeah. go. Off you yeah. shoot, yeah. enjoy your golf. What you're like, yeah. That's <laughs> right. I love the the idea of an ink station where you can sit down and just get, you know, you want to have a Mark, Mark Leishman on your bottom, you can have it. You can have it. And a lot of people were. I, saw, I walked past and I saw a lot of Mark Leishmans on people's bottoms. Fantastic. Funny as. You know, that does raise a question of what else does golf need? Because if you'd
1: said to me before we yeah, got there, yeah. there's going to be a place where we can get a tattoo. Sure. You know, I would have thought, well, well maybe. Maybe, but yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's just a gimmick and they'll pack it up at 11 o'clock. Yeah, so I, I know, but
2: you, you've got to be in the right mood, the right frame yeah. of mind for a tat. Yeah, you've and got so, to be so, and, and, and sometimes, you know, you just leave the party hole and you think, oh, man, I want something on like my bottom. I want something for someone to look at. You know, i know, gonna turn around and drop the undies. There it is. My God! That looks like Mark Leishman. It is. <laughs> I tell you what, I enjoyed too what is being called as the off your face hole. The off your face hole? What's it's,
1: that about? I oh, know, I don't know. I, I don't wasn't going it. to go there.
2: No. Just in yeah. case I ended up off my
1: face. Yeah. Well <laughs> I didn't know why. Do you worry about it getting out of control? Yes, I, I mean, do. I
2: think it's four days, isn't it? Four, days. four days? Oh, is it? Four? No, it's 54 holes, three days. Three days, sorry. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's the innovation, isn't it? That's the innovation. Yeah, it. Yeah, 54. Uh, but 54. on Sunday, there's going to be a lot of tired and emotional people, you would have thought. At the
2: off-your-face hole. Well, yeah. yeah
1: just a, the of course, the yeah.
2: off-your-face. I can see a lot of people going to the off-your-face hole and just... Staying there. Staying there forever. <laughs> I just want to stay off my face. Have a look at my bottom. Oh, Mark Leishman! Yeah! Off my It's <laughs> great. Great! And I tell you what, if Jamar Kishoggi was there, he'd end up with a Mark Leishman on his as well. He would! <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of course he would!
1: Yeah, that's true. And wait till they get nude day. Yeah. People go to nude day. It's oh, yes. Sir.
2: Well, I think that's earmarked for Queensland. I think that's, that's Queensland right, night, I think that's right. Where the weather's warmer. right. Where the weather's warmer. Yeah. yeah you get around much nude. More not, easy to you know, stay nude all day. Yeah, not covered in. You, know, you
1: can get tats you, everywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, I hate that when you're nude and you get cold. Uh, and you're watching golf and you're off your face. Um, now, Medvedev is again rude to the crowd, rude to his opponent, rude to the umpire, rude to everyone, rude to himself, reinforcing the villain image. I mean, here it is. We've got Medvedev. He's the villain. He is the villain. Can, can I just ask, do you see this as a counter to Live Golf?
1: Now, oh, all sports going to have to go way more show business Whoa. than you and I ever imagined
2: it would. Is there talk of Liv having villains in the –
1: Well, I, I wasn't really thinking of that. I'm pretty sure that, that'll come yeah. because they're teams.
2: <laughs> well, they're teams. You could have, you know, the Phil Mickelson – Wildcats. Wild, wildcats, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or, or Tutti Boys or something. Yeah,
1: well, you know, that's right. Tutti Boys with Leisha and, and yeah. Jokes – They'd have Leishman shine on their, you know, buttocks. Yeah. Uh, But Leishman didn't have anything to do with the team. Sure. And on the party hole, they'd bear the lot and light it a lot and they'd have it written Michael on one, et cetera,
2: et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, Now, Novak Djokovic uh, expresses an interest in coaching Nick Kyrgios. I'd love to see this. He said he could get five majors out of him. Five majors. I don't think Nick's ever had a coach. He'd, He'd have to adapt a little bit. He'd have to do a bit of listening and well, following like, advice. And that's not Nick's style. I yeah. don't think that's Nick's go. But I they, think, if anything, it'd kill his interest in Turner. Tennis completely. You know? He just wants to be the lovable, lovable rogue that we love. Every now and again, he wins. he's unbeatable. I mean, unplayable. Some days, other days, he, he's not interested.
1: No. Now, can I... It makes you, it
2: very hard for your punter, of course.
1: Well, can I just tack on the caveat that um, yeah. uh, Djokovic said was that it'd cost a lot, though?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't come cheap, Djokovic. Of course you wouldn't. You couldn't mean, expect him to. No, 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 I accept that. Oh, I accept that. You know. Um, now, Rafa, I think Rafa might be gone. Uh, no appearance, of course, at the French this year. And uh, it looks to me, i I don't like being the one to make this announcement publicly for the first time, but I'm going to. I think he'll be joining Roger. I think Rafa has joined Roger. Very sad day indeed. Um, now, on an, uh, an up note, uh, Bruce, that is uh, Bruce McElvaney, mm. has called for Group 1 races to be named after our legends. Um, is this? The Farlap Stakes, the Burnborough Stakes, the Singh Stakes, obviously, the Tullock Stakes, the Bart Cummings. I think this is a great idea. It, it's just a way of oh, subliminally reinforcing these grades because you know, I speak to a lot of kids these days and I ask them about Burnborough. They don't know who I'm talking about. They, often they don't. And I, like you, I, I find it hard to believe and I find it very sad mm. that mm. Burnborough isn't remembered, that mm. Tulloch isn't remembered. You know, we're going but through... But Bart, a, sometimes there are kids, there are a generation of kids who've never heard of Bart. Back.
1: Yeah, I know, I know.
2: What I is know. going on in our schools? Yeah. Well, Bruce wants to pick up the tab, will pick up where the schools have dropped things, to reinforce an understanding and knowledge that all kids should have. <coughs> all could, kids should have a working knowledge of Burnborough, Farlap, Rooting King, Tug, and Bart Cummings, for a start. Mm-hmm. And we could mention others. Mm-hmm. Palface Adios, I'm sure. Yeah. It's different. But anyway...
1: Is Bruce committing to going to every school in Australia to spread the message? I don't
2: think he is. I think yeah. he's just letting his work on the media do the job okay, for fair him. Enough. And others picking it up like us, mm-hmm. spreading the word. Do you know what Because there it? are kids in cars now listening, yeah. saying to their mums and dads in Who's the front seat yeah. What's a burn, Yeah, very good. Very good. Now it's going to embarrass the parents if they don't know. Yeah.
1: Can I ask, do you connect with this with his researchers connected with QAnon? Oh.
0: I See, I worry that.
1: that you know, with Bruce now, he's you know, you and I broke the story some weeks ago that yeah. he's very keen on Q and on ideas, Seemed to be progress and so on. Yes, and I'm just wondering if somehow he's gotten into a rabbit hole, right? Where he's discovered that people don't know who Rudin King is. Take for that sure. arguments, all, yeah. all all that we know is Rudin King doesn't like Bruce. You know, no, that's, that's all we can.
2: Well, you know. Nothing we can do Any, about that. No.
1: So oh. this is much Well, oh, I
2: hadn't thought of that. This seemed to be uh, no- nothing to do with conspiracy. Oh, okay. I don't think he thinks there's a conspiracy for people, but for kids denied n- denied knowledge of Burnbra. I don't think so. Now I think about it, there could be a conspiracy. I mean, who, who knows what goes on with your deep state, with with those you know people responsible Always for manufacturing strike. a curriculum, a curriculum that doesn't include Burnbra, hey? Becker's belief. A stadium proposed from Macquarie Point in Hobart. Um, now, I think the
1: Tasmanian government
2: were asked to inject an extra fifty-four million into the project after a meeting with the uh, the murderer, who was prepared to put in a little bit of money. And I think there's call for federal money to be put into it as well. Uh, And I think, not having to read too far between the lines, there is a significant number of people living in Hobart who would prefer to see the money go elsewhere, Mm. like, for example, into public housing.
1: Mm. Public housing. What's your source of this story? You're the only person who's prosecuting this story. Am I? I I think so. The only person I've come across who's... Taking it up as a a, a national topic. I mean, sure, you can talk about it in the front seat of your
2: car if you want to. Well, I tell you what, HG, uh, you know, it's just my habit that every morning I go to the Tasmanian News Mm -hmm. to see what's happening in Tasmania. Because often what happens in Tasmania doesn't get broadcast on the mainland, and I don't know why. I've discussed this with Bruce. Mm -hmm. He seems to think it could be a deep state issue. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know. Well, I'm right up behind both of you. Of course, wonderful week for the greatest game of all. And you're quite right, HG, this Tyson Frizzell, Jerome Luai hair-bullying incident. God almighty, I know. The Newcastle coach, uh, O'Brien, is asking for all players to grow their hair long. I know, he would be. Uh, and I think you suggested that perhaps uh, the maestro in Melbourne might be doing the same. Well, exactly. You can't blame him. No. You can't blame him. Uh, I saw the incident and there was nothing. To, I mean, what was Frizzell to do? He, he was going for the bloke's collar. He did grab the collar, but there happened to be a bit of hair that he grabbed as well. Now, can I point out that. And, and i am given no comfort from Graham Annesley, who said after the match that sometimes there is no right or wrong. So
1: oh, like, not that wheeze again.
2: Again, yes, again. Yeah, there's no right or wrong.
1: I suppose that covers the RCG hip drop incident last I night. I guess
2: it must. Has the Match Review, review Committee made a, a finding on that yet? No, they won't have yet. No, that'd be a We don't know. Slight... Well, if I was paying Haas, I'd be prepared for a long stint on the sidelines. Uh, Jack Whiten rules himself out of state of origin. That's a blow to uh, Freddie. And Tom Burgess is calling for Souths to sign him. That is Jack Whiten. I think, it, I think Jack Whiten will be going to South Sydney next year.
1: Isn't the Burgess role, Tom Burgess, yes. I mean, he's a very durable player. Well, he's plays... a real
2: spokesperson now. Yeah, that's right. And he's I think he's the longest his... serving forward in South's history.
1: It's hard to imagine, Hard to it? imagine,
2: but that's the truth. That's it's the a truth. Very durable Extraordinary, player. very durable player. Yeah. He must be, what, about 60 now? I'd say so, yeah. He, he still moves around pretty well. Yeah. and you know, He's, more he's or less still a more big, bumbling on. sort of
1: player. Right. Awkward old, to put old-fashioned. down. Yeah.
2: Takes four or five yeah. blokes to give him a decent hip drop, doesn't it? I mean, one player couldn't do it. He's too no, big. No, too big. Too big. Too ah, too big. Too hard to handle. Uh, and of course, calls for Joseph Swalihi to be overlooked for state of origin because his heart
0: is in rugby union. Well, make of that what you will. Common question: Does rugby league care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, <clears throat>
1: just start with the hair pulling uh, incident, the Luai in Broglio. Yeah. Um... Is it important that players come out neatly groomed? I mean, I don't mind a radical haircut. People can do whatever they want to. And in the private you know, moments when they're away from playing rugby league, they can wear a wig for all I care. But I think it's difficult if you go out there with long hair and you're thinking, well, somebody's going to chase me down and have a grope and try and get my collar. They're going to get a fistful of hair. What, who's responsible here? Yeah. Can I point out while you're thinking about that, that schools across Australia – are uh, changing their ideas about what constitutes an appropriate haircut for kids coming to school. Now, this is an individual choice, mm. and I understand it's a, it's a very contended, contentious issue, mm. hotly contested area of hair length. When we were kids, of course, uh, hair length was considered, you know, a real mm. badge of, you know, courage and honour and up yours, you know, whoever you want to get up. Mm.
2: Now are we back to those? An, it things. was anti, uh, establishment. anti-establishment. Anti-establishment.
1: Now and, people just are in fashion, followers of fashion, <laughs> they think, "Well, oh, I'll have it long and blonde, or oh, I'll have it cut high, I'll look sharp, or whatever it is." Mm. Where do you think? Well, the you've got to remember, was?
2: actually, back in the day when the game was uh, in its infancy, around 1907, 1908, the standard haircut for a gentleman was short back and side. Mm. Hair wasn't really. An yep. issue, it was unimaginable that someone would have hair the length of, say, Russell Fairfax, so long was his hair that he wasn't allowed into, into the, the Eastern Suburbs League's club. Yes. Uh, so offensive was it to some people, so anti-establishmentarian was it. Uh, but we have moved on, uh, fashions have changed, and the game has had to evolve to meet the challenges that fashion brings. That uh, there is a law... Uh, that says if the hair is pulled, a penalty must be blown. Now, there's no grey area there, um, even if in this incident where Frizzell wasn't going for the hair at all, he was going for the collar, uh, and the hair just happened to be there. Um, the penalty had to be blown, according to Annesley. even though there's no right or wrong here. It had to be blown because that is the the black and white reading of the law. See, if you have an umpire who is a black and white reader of the law, hair pulled, penalty blown. Nothing, there, there are no circumstances that will change that for you. Now. Even can, if the offending player puts his hair into the hand of the player before the tug. Can I point? If or complicit in the action, the penalty will still be blown. <laughs> if you're a black and white reader of rugby league rules. Yeah. Yeah, can I ask?
1: Like a white reader of rugby league rules. Yes. The rugby league seems to change the rules of the game pretty much every week. They do. Uh, I'm wondering what the history of the hip drop, for yeah. instance, how long the hip drop penalty's been in.
2: Well, remember, Bellamy started it when uh, the wrestling techniques came No, yeah. no,
1: I understand that. Yeah. I'm not disputing that And so it had point. to be
2: addressed. Yeah. You know, no. someone's come up with something evil. Again. Who is it this time? Oh, Bellamy. No, Again. surprise. Again. Yeah.
1: So... Are you suggesting that something be done about the rules of hair pulling? Yes. Or are you suggesting that the libertarian view of the argument, which is people should be able to accept longer hair, etc., in all circumstances, yes. uh, maybe they need to wear a hair net? Oh. you yes. know, As often in workplaces demand that too.
2: Or electrical tape around the hair.
1: Electrical tape. What a sensible idea yes. to
2: strap it up. Yes. Well, maybe that's the way to do it. If people do wish to wear their hair in an eccentric length which is their right. Of course it's their right. With your man buns and all this sort of thing, I, I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. Well, the man bun is a good solution. Very good solution because it does get the hair away from the collar mm. and, and that's the area <laughs> of difficulty. That's the, that's the area where you're going to run into problems, where hair meets collar meets hand-tugging collar. Hair involved, there's your problem. So maybe... Before the game, an umpire needs to go into each dressing room, as they did in days gone by, to make sure that you weren't taking out knuckle dusters or you know, studs studs, or, or sharpening your studs, as it used to happen, happened. and sometimes people would go out with a small bar of iron tucked into their underpants to drag out in a scrum, scrum to and smash someone's teeth in with. That mm. was very common. Mm. Well... The simple solution was to have the umpire walk into the dressing rooms prior to the game and inspect each player. Yeah, drop them. Drop them, give us a look. Okay, yeah. pants up. Okay, next. You know, turn around, give us a look at you. Yeah. Marcus and make Smith. sure the hair is away from the collar area.
1: Now, next question. Hmm. Last night we saw people sent to the bin for 10 minutes. Yes. Because of the hip drop. Yes. But then we saw another incident which w- which we think was a hip drop. Which The, pa-
2: the pain house.
1: The pain oh, has, yeah. which no penalty. No. Now, is the penalty for a hair pull yeah. equivalent to a hip ad- drop? Oh, thanks. thanks. Yeah.
2: Well, I think a hip drop is far more dangerous.
1: Well, so do I. Yeah. So do I. I mean, I'm not, I'm no doctor in this matter. Yeah. Could the hair pull create concussive effects? Well, that, what if
2: I have no idea? Could you accidentally scalp someone? What if you tore the hair out? Oh, I'm sure that's so that'd happened. be very painful.
1: Remember in the can you remember a, a basketball match? I think Australia was actually involved in it, and yes. one of but the Lauren
2: Jackson was that. Well, was that he wasn't the going to dob
1: anybody in, but yeah. um, there was a, a, a there was a of the, hair. Yeah, yes, there was. A there was.
2: Yes, yes. I don't know where basketball stands on hair pulling. I've no idea. I don't know if it has a black and white, hard and fast rule. I'm not sure. Don't know, but, but you do see players with a, with. Uh, What eccentrically-lensed hair, hair, playing playing basketball. Hmm. I'd have to get Andrew
1: Gaze to talk about that at length, which he would. Yes. Now, very big stories broken while we've been on air.
2: I'm sorry, just to conclude there, HG, Uh the Match Review Committee is going to have to have a look at this uh, Reggie Campbell-Gillard-Payne Haas incident because Reggie might be out for the season, it would seem to me with uh, the effect of the hip drop on his groin, has totally pulled it off the bone.
1: Now, can I ask, mm. is accidental hip drop a possibility? No. No. It's like accidental hair, hair grab.
2: Problem. I know. I mean, yeah. sure, it might have been an accident, but you still mm. grab the hair black and white. Penalty. Yeah.
1: And off with concussion. Hip drop. Yeah.
2: Accidental, sure. Yeah. Penalty. My, penalty. Oh, uh, t- uh, off you go. Yeah.
1: Now, is uh, sin binning enough?
2: Because some for of the... A, p- for, a, for a premeditated head drop... With with hip malice aforethought, well, yeah, hip drop. thanks,
1: thanks. See, a hip what, drop
2: with malice aforethought, you should be out for
1: four weeks. Yeah, that's what I mean. As, um, panel, as in a few in the bin, a few minutes in the bin. Doesn't it's not enough. To,
2: thanks. It's not enough. Thanks.
1: Now, big story's breaking while we're on air concerning rugby league and rugby union, and it does appear that there is a hit list. Oh, code war, code war that Eddie Jones has got. Mm. I've been handed it to me And it makes it Fascinating reading Yes Obviously there's a lot of Big names Thereafter, after You know like Payne Haas
2: Payne Haas The hip drop merchant Yes
1: Cameron Murray Angus Crichton Will Pennacini. Mm. Pretty sure actually Parramatta wouldn't mind If he left sometimes <sighs> Be that as it may
2: yeah.
1: uh, Other names Lachlan Miller
2: Lachlan Miller
1: Yeah the uh, fullback For the Knights Right mm, Fullback for the Knights yeah. Then we go Dominic Young From the Knights mm. Dane Gagai no surprises there. No. uh, uh what well, should I say, Phoenix Crossland, a new name to me. Wow. But could be targeted on Eddie Jones's list. Is Hayes Dunster on that list? He, that would be. Valentine Holmes Valentine is on the list. Valentine Holmes yeah, is on, is on, on the list. list. Then Jordan McLean, Reece Robson.
2: Yeah. What, Cohen if, they, what if they all say, yeah, we're in? <laughs> He's going to have a team of blokes who've never played rugby union <coughs> before. That's right. And remember, well, how does that help Eddie Jones? What an idiot.
0: Clam it shut, the internationally accredited garage door specialists can have your old rust bucket roller off the pegs and on its way to the tip in seconds. Give Brandon the Cheese Smith a ring and have him come around and let you know just how worthless your clunker is. Special blindside discounts throughout November.
1: Uh, This is bludging on the Blindside and uh, Roy... (coughs)
2: Could I just point out, actually, you yes. the text is suggesting that uh, back in the day, and probably still the same as today, that if you had long hair and you were working, say, a lathe... You had to wear a hairnet.
1: Well, that's what I mean. That's yes. what I suggested. Yes. I'm sure most meatworks yes. would be the same. In fact, I think everybody in a meatworks oh, meat you have to yes. wear a hairnet yes. or some sort that's of covering. Right. Lathes, right. certainly. I would yes. imagine that in uh, certain small woodwork... arms
2: factory in Lithgow, certainly if you're working a lathe there and you had long hair, it certainly had to be under a hairnet. Now, of course. Are you suggesting, uh, well, I think the simple solution that you alluded to before is hairnets for all players?
1: The tra- well, I, or, 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 well, I'm happy if the ref goes into the rooms beforehand and yes. says, number 10, number 13, come here, I've got your hairnet for yes, you. Yes. Or they run out there and he's got a couple in his pocket. Sorry, yeah. I missed you, number nine. Yes. You know, for the Dragons, here's yeah, your hairnet. That's right. You know, and <clears throat> so throat> on. I, I don't mind that at all. I think players yeah. accept that, that they players often aren't the best judges, judges yeah. of cultural Well, they can't standards. see
2: in the mirror. They can't see no. how long the hair is at the back, can they? Unless they get someone to take a selfie for them. Could you take a shot at the back of my head, thanks. I just want to see how long my hair is to see if it's rugby league compliant. Yeah, no worries, mate. Here we are. Oh, I'll need a net this week. <laughs> That's how it is, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And they could become coming club colours.
2: I suppose they could.
1: And they yes. could also have a number on them.
2: Oh. You know, like yeah. so in a head and a scrub. You're talking about a helmet now. I sort of one of those leather oh, no,
1: things. Oh, like, no, 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 like Ponga Kevin Ponga
2: wears, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not thinking of that. He never has hair issues, Ponga, does he? No, he's no got... No one's going to grab him by the hair.
1: No, that's true, but that's... Unless it.
2: they pull the a, pull a helmet off and grab it then, <laughs> in which case blow the penalty. <laughs> you got to blow the penalty.
0: Someone once called rugby league... That funny old game. And someone once said, God created rugby league for his private pleasure. Both are true. Rugby league is God's funny old game.
1: And Roy, um, just because the news is rapidly approaching, we can't launch, it, launch into a tirade. But no, look, suggest-
2: I, I've got a suggestion. Last week's talkback talk, subject oh, you. actually, which was, uh, does rugby league reward it to dreamers? Eighty-two percent of people say no. Right, dreamers aren't. But is, that's, rewarded.
1: But remember, my dream, you know, yeah. speaking on behalf of rugby league players, to win the you know competition. Yeah, it doesn't. Only one team can win the competition that's every true. year, that's and true. in ten years. Yeah. Maybe only six teams can win it in ten years. Oh, I suppose you're right. And you're playing for a dud team like Tigers. You're never going to win it.
2: No. Well, if you do have a dream of the Tigers winning the Premiership this year, I mean, it, it ain't going mean. to happen. I know. Is it? You, go, you better. It doesn't matter what rugby league. It doesn't matter what Villanis does. Or I mean, it's just not going to happen. No. I know. It's not going to happen. Anyway, this week's topic, HG. Um, uh, do you want to see rugby league go to the next level? Just yes or no. <laughs> Yes or no? Yeah. Roy. We don't need I mean, any suggestions. I mean, we yeah. understand where you're coming from.
1: I'm just wondering, with the help of the <laughs> help of the nation, we could maybe make uh, some suggestions of league players who should go to Eddie Jones's
2: uh, wheeze. Well, oh, <laughs> players that are no longer welcome in the rugby, rugby league family.
1: Well, yeah. not so much no longer. People made...
2: who've let their club down for so long. Yeah.
1: Well, I was thinking of Aaron Woods. Aaron Woods. Well, yeah. he's done enough, hasn't he? Yeah, for rugby. He's league. done enough for rugby league. Now he can go and ruin rugby. Yeah, union. Yeah, ruin
2: rugby union. Good luck with uh, with uh, with Aaron Jonesy and Clemmer. See another. Oh, now that I'm thinking, yeah. Tigers. Clemmer. He sort of got well, that. Clemmer had something about him a couple of years ago. State of origin, like a all Decade guy. Then he went to Newcastle and sort of Lost wheels came off a little bit. Now he's
1: back he? at Tiger Town. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure he's what he's, he's playing
2: there. the Aaron Woods role at Tigers, isn't he? <laughs> Without being unkind to either of them, to either of them. But no.
1: is there is there a, a, a pathway we're looking at here? A pathway that comes say through flag, yeah. Harold Matthews, SG. Ball, well, look, I think there's got the to be, be a
2: Gould inquiry into the West Tigers now, hasn't there? Mm. Well, the, well, speaking, well, well, I mean, we had the Gould inquiry in, his, in his St George. Nothing's changed there, of course. And can I
1: just put you on, get you put that on pause, yes. for yes, and say the name that's come back into the frame mm. is Brown. Nathan Brown. To solve the Tigers. Oh, sorry, the... But Dragons he had a problem. go before. A uh, couple of goes. He was
2: bloody it. hopeless. I mean, Brownie might be better now, but, you know. Can you hear Rugby Union calling? Brown? It Brown? It, it Brown? I don't, look, I don't think Eddie Jones would have Brownie in the room with him. He'd have Brad Thorne, but I don't think he'd have Brownie.
0: Common question. Is it true that sickos are attracted to rugby league? No. According to the Australian Council of Psychologists, there are 18% fewer sickos playing rugby league than the national average. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Yes, welcome back uh, to every member of the Blindside family. And uh, remember, text number is 0467 920, 0467 920 or the old-style slow mail at roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have Roy. Uh,
2: yes, actually, just on the text, uh, yep. this has come from Andrew. He says, I'm wondering if there any shamrock players ever came back from pre-season with long hair. If so, what was Grassi's reaction? Um, Yes, it did happen, and uh, Grassy was very simple about it. Uh, He'd just get the blokes to grab you, and Grassy would cut the hair off. That was it. With a a pair of shears. A pair of shears, that whatever he could get his hands on. Yeah, no, fair enough. Sometimes it was just a knife that he had in his pocket. Hmm. Just hack it off. Uh, and he says, uh, by the way, Rugby League knows to the, needs to go to the next level. Oh, that's good. Andrew. That's so right. Andrew, Andrew will be voting for years. Yes, yes good, in word, the national if poll. He, if he takes the trouble. Um, uh, Carl from Perth. Good to hear from Carl. He says, I'd like to see the Tigers utilise the hip drop style presented by Haas to take out selected players from opposing teams.
0: Well, wow, that's, that is... That's something throwing for a the brain's down trust. And, at,
2: uh, yeah,
1: don't tell Bellamy about that. No.
2: No, I'll Bellamy be beyond it. I was going to say. She's where the Tim Sheens would be aware of it. Mm. Someone would have to mention it to Tim. He'd wake him up. Hey, Tim, did you see that? What? That hip drop. Hey, what's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway. Uh, now, this has come from Michael. It's a simple, simple um, message here on the um, email. He says, please kill the stadium. This is the stadium in Hobart. People struggle down here. The AFL and the Tasmanian government are a bunch of sickos. Whoa,
1: whoa! That that's, is a that's a what across the bow, out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sickos. The AFL and the Tasmanian yeah. government are sickos.
2: Yeah, I don't know about the uh, Tasmanian government, but I think they're absolutely spot on when it comes to the AFL, aren't they? I'd say so, especially yeah. with that
1: oval <laughs> they're thinking of building down there. Yeah. I yeah. think the suggestion is that from you in your opening remarks is mm-hmm. that people think that maybe
2: housing, public or housing, schools—that's that, the number issue. one issue in uh, in uh, in Tasmania at the mm-hmm. moment, as it is with many other. Parts oh, indeed, of the indeed, indeed, public housing.
1: And the reason why we don't talk about this issue is because because we can't get anybody to come on and argue the case that there's too much too much housing. public housing. Yes. That's right.
2: That's right. Now this has come from Melanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melan, he says uh, Happy Roby Lee to you both The problem with the loss of important public monuments Such as the Leichhardt Oval Toilets Has continued to be discussed on your program Over the recent weeks It appears that funding is the major issue That is stopping this vital heritage work From commencing That's probably true uh, so She says According to Google There are 46 blocks of public toilets In the Inner West Council area She's suggesting that the council installs a swipe-to-wipe policy, whereby a credit debit card is required to be swiped across a card reader for a small fee in order for the door to be unlocked and the cubicle accessed. Right. It does present problems, though. Well, and, I can immediately see... Because there are some people who probably don't have the wherewithal to pay for. In the old days, you were calling it spending a penny. I think uh, in the UK, Indeed. you had to pay for public toilets. Yeah. And, that was rapidly knocked on the head because people stopped using them. Found
1: other places. They found
2: other places, yeah, yes. I, know. I
1: know. Look, it is tricky too because it you may, may expect something for your money.
2: Well, you'd expect L- the door to open.
1: Well, <laughs> you expect the door to be there. In the first place. Oh, that's true. Instead of, you know, yes. Hasler's style of being ripped off. The point is off. having
2: a swipe yeah. to your wipe thing and the doors are already bloody well open. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the case with most of the West Council toilets. Yeah. And then maybe some sort of cleanliness. Standard. Yes. And then the cost involved of re- reattaching the doors to the hinges Why, every th- week, I I it'll through the roof, wouldn't it? Well, You'd uh, need a dedicated squad. Yeah. Of door, door experts. Well, door people. Door people, yeah. yeah. Door people. Oh, yeah, I've joined the Door Squad. Oh, yeah, how's it yeah. going? Oh, great. Did 50 last Overwhelmed. week. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, this has come from Matt. hmm I was into your episode a couple of weeks ago, and there was mention of a great uh, of the great Jason Belmonte. As clarification, his name is Belmonte, like jaunty, we might have called him Belmont. He's the only person to win 15 major PBH, this is the bowling uh, championships. He's probably Orange's most successful sportsman. He's also great with all school kids out here and his family certainly runs the Orange Ten Pin Bowling Center.
1: Wow. That's okay, that's great backstory. Remember he won the uh, Yes in America. In America. Uh, he yeah, might have came missed...
2: from nowhere.
1: <laughs> I think he lost on the first day. He did. He he got uh, 20 gutter balls in a row. Yeah. And then picked himself up picked and, himself and said right I'm representing up. Orange. Yes. People don't know they don't care about Orange no. here. They're going to find out soon enough what Orange has got.
2: That's it. I'm here to win. Here to win. And he did. Yeah. Oh, Uh, Orange, it's a fabulous place. It is. This comes from Erin. Happy Rugby League. I wish to raise the serious question that has has the New South Wales government committed to electoral promise for a selective state school for betting, punting and gambling. Given there are selective schools for performing arts and gifted students, surely it makes sense to have a selective school for the up-and-coming bookmakers and young gifted card players.
1: Well, I think it's well, that an makes excellent sense, idea. doesn't it? Yeah, it does, certainly does. And we're going through a stage now where <clears throat> punting seems to be considered a sort of
2: like a. Oh, a, there's a bit of opprobrium. There, there's a bit of pushback. Well, thanks about. very much.
1: Uh, yes, thanks very much. I couldn't have put it better myself. Mm. Yes, opprobrium. Oh, yes. I bet.
2: Oh, do you? P- people must be are, sick. I, I see people skulking into the TAB day, these days, it's... not wanting to be seen. I know. Wearing I mean, head. there was a time when you were proud. Yeah. I'm just going into the TAB, love.
1: Yeah. yeah You'd hear that's people
2: right. screaming. And out. people
1: say, well, I've made a contribution to the pothole. Yes. Through my work at the TAB. That, that's right. I've done a lot of heavy lifting. Mm. Of course, yeah. my big thing is why isn't the money spent in areas staying in areas? What goes through the slot should stay in the spot. That's my cry.
2: Dead right. Dead right. Uh, now, this comes from Graham. Uh, During the week I listened to last week's podcast, in your effusive description of rugby league policing, you mentioned the foundation work of Constable Craig Young. I did. Well, we did. Well, we Sorry, did. both we of did. us did. We did. Uh, now, he says, I would suggest that rugby league policing has much earlier roots. Uh, infamous prop forward Frank Bumper Farrell played for Newtown from 1938 to 1951. He was captain coach and led the Blue Bags to the New South Wales Premiership in 1943. He played for New South Wales and Australia. He was also a police officer and had a reputation for harassment and intimidation on the streets of inner Sydney. He later served in the Vice Squad. A biography called Bumper, The Life and Times of Frank Bumper Farrell, uh, says, quote, He enforced the law the Bumper way, with his fists and boots and by his own moral code.
1: Whoa, he sounds very rugby league. He does, doesn't he? That's fantastic. And so he... He He was the pioneer. Yeah, but he bashed during the week and on the weekend as Sounds well. Sounds like it. Illustrates that thing we often say is rugby league players often do on the weekend what they spend all week doing.
2: That's true. That's true. Now, uh, this has come from Matthew. Uh, he said, I recently on a business trip to Sydney, staying at a reasonable hotel near the airport. To my surprise, I came down for the breakfast on the Sunday morning. And who was in the restaurant? Wayne Bennett. It seems the Dolphins were all staying in the same hotel, not sure if they had played the night before or were playing that day. Many of the players were swanning around in their casual club uniforms, talking and joking, while Bennett, and what I can only assume was an assistant coach, were looking at a video of the game or a video of a game. Mm-hmm. That'd be right. That'd mm. be Wayne, working mm. all the working
1: time. Working all the time. Yeah, very quiet.
2: My biggest shock, however, was the amount of coffee the entire team were drinking. What, no. The cost of coffee at this hotel was quite high, and the coach and players were knocking back multiple barista-made brews. It seems that the coaches and players are immune to the cost of living pressures that most humble Australians are facing.
1: Oh, that's a telling comment. It is, isn't it? A telling comment. It is. Because coffee is, a, is a, what you call it a, a go-to yes. guide. Mm-hmm. Your coffee index is a go-to guide for that's how right. people are travelling.
2: That's right. And there is, a, <laughs> there is a, um, a relationship between productivity and coffee consumption. And as coffee consumption goes down, so does our GDP. That's a fact. That's a fact. You can talk to the Reserve Bank about it, those clowns at the Reserve Bank. I mean, oh. you should see the
1: amount of coffee they have. I oh, know. And didn't they get a touch up this didn't week when they? They, when they got that new report out? That's
2: right. We're going to have two boards now. Yeah, two boards. Two Imagine boards, the one of it at the other.
1: <laughs> That's right. Imagine
2: the, Be the coffee. Real coffee off. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hope they got one of those machines at Breville. They'll
2: have a machine, of course they will.
1: You know, I mean... They'll, they'll, have, a, they'll, 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 a, they'll have a barista each. Yeah, I don't want them to go down the street and waste time getting in a queue. No, they will
2: not a down street. Upstairs. Reserve Bank. Yeah. Just got to raise your finger and there's someone there with a cup of coffee for you. Mm. And a croissant.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, you've got to raise two fingers for the croissant.
2: Comes from Clarence. Given your keen interest in harness racing and your long-standing and well-known respect for Powerface Adios... At least shocked that the centre of excellence was discussed in tomorrow the aeroplanes, etc. But absolutely no mention of the statue erected in the middle of town in honour of the very same. Well, how often do we
1: mention this statue? How often do we have to mention the statue? Every other week we we're, mention We're this always statu-
2: talking about the bloody pale face and Ar- statue say, in tomorrow It's a you, wonderful thing. Yeah, if you go
1: to tomorrow for God's sake, have a look at the pale Have a look a at the pale face. Adios. Adios. I mean, have a always- look at it. It's so
2: realistic. <laughs> isn't it?
1: Now, uh, it's very unfair that letter. It was. I mean, I don't often say that. I love Tamora. Yeah, and we love the statue. We love the statue. We yeah, love
2: yeah. the aeroplanes. We love all of that. The swimming pool.
1: The yes. fact you don't have to go to Wellington. All of it.
2: <laughs> um, yes. Will has been in touch, following on from your recent discussion about retrospective club members. Thought it would be magnificent if rugby league clubs consider introducing retrospective players.
1: Yeah, how does that work?
2: Families could turn up to clubs seeking to register family members who did not have the opportunity to play due to circumstances beyond their control, such as, A, commitments I to work, family or the armed forces, <laughs> tyranny of distance to a local rugby league club, or being born in an era before the establishment of the greatest game of all. Families could turn up to any rugby league club with a birth certificate, a detailed history of the individual, outlining the key attributes which make their family member a perfect candidate for team selection. They would also need to detail height, weight and preferred position. A panel of experts selected by the club can then make selections and slot the the player into the most suited team of the past. It doesn't have to stop there. Clubs could select retrospective club officials, CEOs, coaches, referees and or lines people. Well, on
1: paper it sounds great. It sounds great. But is it practical? I mean, because what will happen, if you know what will happen, is, you know... Sickos? Sickos.
2: Sickos.
1: I, I, let's take the young family, for instance. Yes. We know Constable Craig, Fat yes. Albert, yeah. the some of the say the original and the best. Mm-hmm. He's got sons. Now, yeah. let's say there's Dean Young, who's going Dean. quite well. Mm-hmm. There might be other Youngs as well. Sure. Should retrospectively they be elevated to be you know mm-hmm. sort of premiership winners?
2: Well, um, more, I think you'd be more interested in say Dean Young's uh, great-grandfather, great grandfather or great great grandfather. Yeah. Who might have been similar to the Z. boat from Scotland. From Scotland, let's say he did, hmm. uh, well before Rugby, rugby League, League was in competition. Invented, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, you could argue, the Young family could argue that he your would great, have made great, a great, 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 great grandfather, Cedric Young, would have been a wonderful front row forward
1: and policeman. True, true. But did he get tickets in
2: both? Yeah. The police force? Oh, well, you'd have to speak Ex- to whoever's yes. the Bubba commissioner Farrell. at the moment. Uh, Now, Mark, just finally, HG, uh, in last week's programme, you mentioned the concept of club membership for family members who may have died many years ago. We did. Mm. Notwithstanding the fact that Rugby League did not exist until relatively recent times, I think my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather would love to have an Eels membership. I'm sure he would. My question is, how do I make sure that a mischievous descendant does not give me a manly Warringah membership when I'm long dead? Do I need to put it in my will? Or should I should have come back from the dead to terrorise the miscreant.
1: My understanding is, end of life issues is you can't be too careful. I,
2: think I that's just raised right. that
1: as a warning I think for people right. who might be thinking:
2: if you're worried, about if you are doing it, a will at the moment, yeah, remember, you must a
1: clause, a the rugby league clause.
2: Yes, I will remain an eel. In perpetuity. Is that what you mean? Exactly. And there's no... It doesn't matter what family members down the track, 100,000 years' time, get ideas of making me a, 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 a manly sea eagle. sea eagle. It cannot happen. Mm, is that what you mean? Well, it is. Well, it's easily done. Just speak to your... Um... Lawyer. Yes, I suppose yeah. so. I mean, these... Are... Accountant would do it, wouldn't he? Well... No, yeah. you'd need someone. The lawyer has quite a big job in an
1: end-of-life... Yeah. Uh, end
2: Sure. Forms
1: and preparation. Yeah. And I think that's where it's got to be because while you're there, you can always argue, while you're alive here on this. Sure. Go round. Yes. You can always argue with the relative and hit him
2: on the head. Yeah, I know, but, you, but you your great-great-grandson. Your, but, but your great-great-great-grandson great, great, great might say that you'd lost your mind by then. <laughs> I rest my case. He's back in the, 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 the Parramatta Heels, you know, hip drop, etc. Cetera, cetera, Hopeless. He was out of his mind. And so the magistrate's going to say, yeah, fair enough. Well, let's make him a, a sea eagle.
0: Six Again is a collection of rugby league's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all from the Katoni Stags trio featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside Label. Now.
1: A couple of questions here, and this did disturb me, and it does form as a bit of a backdrop to everything we do, is the new government says culture, not scenery, is New South Wales tourism's new hotspot. Culture.
2: Culture, not what scenery?
1: Well, I'm just using that. That's the headline. Culture. So Mm -hmm. what happens here is Mm -hmm. Sydney's musicians, galleries, museums, restaurants, theaters will be the forefront of national global tourism rebrand as the Minsk government, that's the new one in New South Wales, taking the lead from federal labor, commits to bringing cultural vibrancy back to New South Wales.
2: Right. I
1: didn't know it had gone away. No, but what about sport? Why shouldn't It always misses out. It does. Thanks very much. It always misses out.
2: Always standing behind the door.
1: The state's tourism pitch, according to this article in uh, Snoozeby's Rag, Mm. uh, to international interstate visitors will shift the focus from the Harbour, Bondi Beach, Sydney Opera House to experience-based tourism under the arts watch of Tourism Minister John Graham. Mm. Now, he says, um, he mentions the Parramatta Powerhouse, the... Um, almost a billion dollars will be given a new name. Not sure what. Min's government opens the building in the next two years. It's likely to drop the word powerhouse altogether, mm. so it can be uh, forge a separate identity from its sister museum in Ultimo. Right now, which might be called. Well, the that's powers.
2: probably a reasonable yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah.
1: but yeah. can I suggest a rugby league name go onto it, like the Sturlo? Where are you going to this weekend? Are we going out to the Sturlow? The
2: Ray Price.
1: The the Ray Price. Excellent. Because let's face it, in Parramatta, these are Parramatta people, the Crow. Um,
2: The Crow, yes. The
1: Sturlow and the Crow.
2: Yeah, perfect.
1: And why why is it called that? Well, they were rugby league. What's rugby league? All of a sudden
2: you've got people talking. You do. You do. Yes. Yes. I just worry that this is... So people, is this suggestion that people are going to come from overseas uh, to look at our... What's happening in our world of arts? Is that right?
1: Yes. Well, let's face it. You know, a powerhouse museum is a a technical museum, so it might have a display it of has
2: machinery and machinery. The,
1: other... the pocket calculator, which we don't use anymore, does it a, really? It, a display of the history of the pocket calculator. Right. That'd be fascinating to forget. What
2: going as far back as the abacus? HG is I reckon
1: trot? you could start there easily. Right. Because, let's face it, that's a, a, a mechanical device. There that for county, is. They well, they Kids love recorded. watching
2: an abacus being used. Yeah, and the speed at
1: which it can oh. be used.
2: Extraordinary.
1: <laughs> and they could take
2: questions. <laughs> yes.
1: 3 million and 21 times, you know, 49.
2: Multiplied by and then divided by tickety-tickety-tickety-tickety-tickety. Come up with an answer. Yeah, 73. Yeah. How did you do it? Yeah. The abacus. The abacus. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Then your, your pocket calculator, the one that had the crank handle that you had to put in if you had ah, two plus two.
2: That's two, right. Two, oh, yeah. Et, cetera. et cetera, primitive times, weren't they? Primitive
1: times. Mm. Then the one, the first one that had a big power So pack people from
2: it. overseas are fascinated by this, are they? They'll, they'll be coming to queue up. <laughs> Look at the abacus. Cut I don't
1: the, think so. Cut the... People from overseas. Oh. It's got nothing to do with people from overseas. Oh. It's what. I thought it was do with tourism. Well, tourism, yeah, sure, tourism. Yeah. But let's face
2: it. What, the local tourism? Is that what No, 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 about? no.
1: You forget, you're missing this. Right. The point here, hmm. we've only got a certain amount of rubbish that we can oh. put on display. The pocket calculator might be one thing. Kylie's underwear, as worn on stage, might be another is thing. Is that at the powerhouse
2: or is the p- that the new worth uh, at the Sturlow?
1: That's the Sturlow and the Crow have got that. Wow. See, terrific exhibitions like that. Right. See, do you see what I mean? You've got to generate an audience for these things because, let's face it, only a certain number of kids want to go and look at a train.
2: Sure. See, I I thought where you were going, wasn't there a production of uh, Madame Butterfly or Madama Butterfly from Sydney Harbour near the Opera House there that uh, might be concluding soon that uh, people have found wonderful? Uh, and p- uh, my understanding is some people from over- have come from overseas just to, to see, see it. it. Yes. I thought that might have been what you were getting at. Well, <coughs>
1: compare, and contrast, we
2: productions
1: compare and contrast with mm-hmm. Rabbits v Penrith. Yeah. In all the dramas there, yeah. it was described as a two-point epic. Yes. Not Madama Butterfly, but the rugby league. Yeah. I don't know how Madama Butterfly was described as a night in the, you know, a stroll in the park. Fascinating.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know, but you can't really compare the two. It's apples and oranges, isn't it? Uh, Correct. Yeah, correct. But the difficulty that I've got is culture. They're both cultured. They're both to do with culture. Yeah, I mean, rugby league is as part of our culture as anything is. Mm. Mm. It's just that it doesn't attract that many people from overseas. You don't hear. I mean, I might be wrong, but you don't hear many people when you're around the airport, the international airport, saying, "When's this?" uh, Paramount eel game on. Uh, and we want to see the Kylie Minogue at the sterile. And the, you know, you don't often hear that. I'm not suggesting, suggesting it doesn't happen. And it'd be great if it did, if you could somehow bundle things together. I mean, that's the way to do it. Bundle, uh, there might be people queuing up to see Madama Butterfly. Great. Why don't you add to it Deep. at night at the Sydney Football Stadium <laughs> to have a look at East V, whoever? I oh, know. I oh, know. But
1: you see what I'm getting at Yes. Is you've got to be able to chew gum and walk at the same I know. time. We've got to blow our own trumpet a little bit harder. Thanks is that very what much. you're getting at? Blow our own trumpet a little bit harder. <laughs> and i tell you what, one thing that got me See, going, our
2: arts trumpet, we're never blowing it, are we? We never know. The never. only time it, you know, it queues up is when, you know, Kate Blanchett might be on the red carpet again, nominated for something. But that that's all it is. You don't hear any
1: more, do you? You know, that's the difficulty. And what I'd like to see is Cape Blanchett with the Parramatta reels from 1983 just on the red carpet.
0: Well, that'd be
2: fantastic.
0: Can Rugby League save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can Rugby League save the Koala? Yes. Can Rugby League make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. Now, Uh, uh, Graham of
2: Gosford's just been in touch, HG, on the text. He says, uh, could the membership in perpetuity help solve the cemetery crisis as space runs out for burial grounds? There is a crisis happening with uh, cemeteries. There could be a special section of the grandstand set aside for perpetual members where family members and loved ones could pay their respects and then watch the game.
1: Well, what a lovely idea. That is a lovely idea. It is, isn't it? But further than that is you and I went to a funeral relatively recently where you, I think, pointed out that the resting place (laughs) was in a park on the... On the border of
2: New South Wales and Victoria. Yes, yes. yes.
1: Now, Mm. I mean, I'm not opposed to having Mm. an that as a huge area with a rugby league field in it, yes. so as people could, uh, you know, think of their yes. loved ones. Sure. Being able to watch rugby league sure, on a Sunday afternoon. Now, look, the, the, I didn't want to get sidetracked on no. this, because this is germane to what we were talking yeah, about right. before. Yeah, Yep. Tony Shepard, one of the movers and shakers of Sydney, yep. retired from his job at the, as um uh, he served 21 years as on the SCG Trust and then venues New South Wales on the board there, 10 of them as chair boss. Wow. Chairperson. Now, this is a hell of a hall, Isn't
2: it, is it? Now, a He's big night it was... kept quiet, hell- isn't he? He's kept it quiet. He's very low profile, isn't
1: like, he? A big giants person, amongst other things. Right. Anyway, there was a big night with former prime ministers and, you know, the great <clears> and good, <throat> the murderer was there, mercifully no putty knives, uh, and lots of, you know... Stars of Stage and Scream. Now, he uh, mentions that during his watch, there's been the Noble Bradman stand at the SCG, the controversial alley Stadium, the rebuilds and so on that have been going on. Mm. Now, he made some interesting points in his talk, according to the Sneasby paper. Mm-hmm. First, he said major football clubs, particularly the NRL, had an ethical obligation, note that, an ethical obligation to fill shiny new stadia that have been given in recent years, including the $900 spent at Allianz Stadium, the 360 at Combank. Too often the NRL schedule matches at times that are great for TV ratings but terrible for crowds. Thursday matches played before precious few people are becoming an embarrassment for the game. Now, you can see where I'm going with this. Mm, Sure. Mm. This has got, you know, the NRL has to step up to the next level. It's no good putting on the games when people don't want to come. No, that's right. Madama Butterfly, they know it's going to be on at 8 o'clock every night. Well, 8, eight o'clock. Oh,
2: it's a but, terrific know. time to watch it. It,
1: it is, exactly. Mean, a yeah. terrific time to watch it. So the rugby I mean, if league. if that was
2: scheduled at 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Who'd go? Who'd go? No one. So we come to the problem of, <laughs> well, it'd be light outside for a problem. So then yeah. uh, the fireworks. Yeah, special effects
2: would be yeah, fireworks. Meaningless. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> now. The next problem is is ethical responsibility or obligation. See, where I get where, where <clears> it <throat> worries me is that their ethical obligation seems to provide content for Channel 9 and KO. Yes. Doesn't care. And their best yeah. understanding is yeah. if we can keep everybody at home, no one at the grounds, there's so much more looking at the TV and bumps our price up. That's right.
2: That's right. I mean,. Sneezeby and Co. must uh, look at a, a filled grandstand and think, oh, well,
1: there's, done a of, wrong. there's
2: a lot of people who aren't watching Exactly. They, TV. That's what they're that's doing. That's what you're getting at, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So
1: too often they mentioned. There's uh, a conflict
2: of interest there right from the get-go, isn't there?
1: Then he says, if they don't fill alliance for the annual Anzac Day match between the Roosters and the Dragons, there will need to be an investigation of some sort. Right. If they do, there will have to be an investigation as well. Yeah. You know, a much more serious investigation, a next level investigation, to find out what went wrong.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I, 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 I can I, point I out? sort of accept that? But it's, but it's difficult. To, you know, let's say clubs do take the ethical stance. Let's say the Bulldogs have decided that Belmore has got to be filled every time the Bulldogs play. So does that mean people going around to? People in the area knocking on the door and saying, are you going to the rugby league on Saturday or not? And then applying a little bit of pressure. Opening their
1: coat and revealing the Glock. Yes. Now, can I point out that you and I broached this many years ago when the Rabbits decided to leave Redfern over a beautiful over. Stadium Australia. Yeah. How were they going to get people there? The only way would be shotguns on trains. Shotguns
2: on trains. That's right.
1: Now... Uh, it was noted at this big night for Tony Shepherd yeah. that uh, the man of feathers and his offsider were late. Described here in the paper as late scratchings.
2: Ah, didn't want late, to face the didn't want to, want to, to be face conf- the music. Confronted by the truth,
1: the, the um, <laughs> Tony Shepherd said they have an ethical obligation to make sure they maximise the use of these stadiums because it's taxpayers' money. God, when were the taxpayers last thought of in all of this? Yeah. That stadium out there at Penrith, which I don't think it is ever going to be built now.
2: No, I wouldn't have thought so.
1: Now, we're, th- we're the only country in the advanced world where we're the taxpayer pays for the majority construction of stadiums, the only one, the only one, and there is a moral obligation to make sure they're utilised. Mm. He mentions that, um, you know, he didn't mind the investment in suburban grounds. They're still important, but they're not at the expense of having major facilities, better major facilities. Yeah. ACOR desperately needs investment. An update of ACOR would be extremely valuable. I would put a roof on it. Uh, ninety And they'd and have to have 90,000-seat stadium in Sydney that could uh, host major events, concerts, opera, like Madama Butterfly, Rugby League Grand Finals, major cricket event, uh, AFL. So on and on it goes. Yeah. It's an interesting view, <coughs> isn't it? That, yes. that people who use these things have an ethical obligation to fill them up. Yeah. But imagine Sneasby. Yeah.
2: Well, see, you mentioned Madama Butterfly happening on Sydney Harbour or wherever it is. Why isn't that at the new stadium? Well, quite, quite,
1: because then we'd have people coming to see the hems yeah, venue. Sure. World-class, yeah. I've ensured. World-class. world-class. What's wrong with putting world-class
2: things in it? Yeah, exactly, e- exactly, yeah. Um, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a real problem. D- does he have an attitude towards Hockey Australia's call for a dedicated hockey stadium, HG? You'd think as long as they fill it up.
1: As long I'm, as they fill I'm it up. Right up. Uh, well, it's
2: only going to be filled up once or twice every four years, isn't it? Well, do
1: you see, you forget that innovative.
2: But depending of, on how well they're going.
1: Yeah, but but you see, what we look at here is that we look at through the prism of sport. Can I go the yeah, other way? Yeah. We have to look at through the prism of a venue. This is coming back to your madama butterfly in yeah. the Sydney football stadium sure. idea. Yeah. Now, it's all very well to put on, uh, you know, red hot chili peppers or, you oh, know, yeah. whoever it is, you know, Metallica. Yeah. Inside these places, but that's only as you point would point out, one day every fifteen years. Yeah, we've got to have a policy where every night there's something yes. on, and maybe a day off for the grass to improve before the game on Sunday.
2: Yes, yes. You know, do we need to provide some sort of tax incentive so that if you can show a ticket to the Sydney Football Stadium, it's it's a hundred percent tax deduction or something like that?
1: Would be a hell of an imp- uh, hell of a boost to culture. It would. Because Madama it, Butterfly'd fill out every night. It would. I think it's pretty dear, Madama Butterfly. Is it? I've I mean, I I no I, idea.
2: Well, yeah. there were a lot of musicians involved. Uh, oh, <sighs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, fair enough.
1: I take that back. It's yeah. dirt cheap. <laughs> How do they do it at the cost. Yeah. Um, mm. Look, the other thing that worried me here is. This article in the Sneezebees Rag said uh, that uh, they think that Tony Shepherd's in line to head up an investments consortium that includes Jerry Harvey, John Single, and others. They want to turn rundown entertainment quarter at Moore Park into a world class sporting and entertainment hub. I mean, well,
2: that's a great ambition,
1: but it's right next door to the Sydney Cricket <coughs> Gown, which is right next door to the Sydney Football Stadium. I mean, how many
2: more of these? Well, we've things got an ethical responsibility to have them filled all the time, don't we? I'm arguing so, that we so, do. Yes, I think we do. So you've got to have something happening there all the time. You need to get young entrepreneurs involved. You do. And you know, let, let's say there's, a, there's a, an exhibition of, I don't know, what's happening in wardrobes at the moment. I don't know what's <laughs> happening in, in wardrobes. But let's imagine you know, there's going to be a, an exhibition back. of what's happening in wardrobes That'll at the Sydney great. Football Stadium. Come along in. It's only 20 bucks.
1: Remember, this football stadium isn't used for six months of the year because no-one's playing no one's anything. No-one's playing anything, yes. Yeah. That's a time where you might be able to get... Go back to your great entertainment, you know, roots. Burlesque. Yeah. Burlesque, sure. You know, International Burlesque Festival. Yes, yes. You know, that'd pack it out every night.
2: It, w- it would. Circus?
1: Circus, yes, indeed. Yes, outdoor circus. Uh, monster uh, trucks. Monster trucks. Jay? Okay. Of course. I mean... Look, it's not
2: hard. I mean, what's happening with monster trucks at the moment? I don't know. See, if you if you want, and and there is a need. People love the monster trucks. Who doesn't? But I've seen no publicity for any monster trucks for ages now. Now, can I ask? I just hope that hasn't gone away. And one thing that, if so, it's time to bring it back.
1: Now, look, can I just argue and put in a bid for more world wrestling? You know, in the WWE, WWF. Now, that seems to have gone very QT. Sure. We haven't had a big tour, you know, Hulk Hogan style for many years. No, we haven't. And boxing? Well, boxing, yeah, bit hard to get that up every night. Donkey circuit. Donkey circuit has to step up. Get up the
2: Sydney Football Stadium every Wednesday night, eight o'clock. There'll be a bout at the Sydney. Well, is that an idea? Well, I don't know. Is that what we've got to do? We've got an ethical responsibility to fill the bloody thing all the time. You've got to have something happening there. Yeah.
1: I mean, it can't be down to you and me, surely. This well, no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. What about this clown that was that, that, that's raised the issue? Is he come Tony he Yeah, hasn't got any idea? He hasn't got a clue. Well, he knows it has to be done. He knows it's got to be done, but he hasn't got an idea how to do it, and he's been in charge for years.
0: <laughs> the Blinked Knights of Balaclava podcast stuffed is a 16-parter charting the romance of the history of the Knights since King Cyril III of Warsaw got the crew together all those years ago. Start. Heard weekly on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Uh, Roy, just that going back to Madame Butterfly, they're pretty pricey tickets, aren't
2: they? And well, it's one hundred and seventy-two dollars for your premium, one hundred and seventy-two bucks per head, and for your A reserved, it's one hundred and forty-six dollars. But I, if, I don't know if that includes GS two or not. I don't know.
1: But of course, if you had to go and see the Chili Peppers, or you know, Taylor oh, you'd Swift pay or, that much for the Chili Peppers, in, wouldn't indeed. indeed, indeed, indeed. Now, look, this is. I a, mean,
2: I, I mean, I think people would. Would pay people were paying you know four and five and six hundred dollars years ago to see Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I mean they should be spending yeah, money no, I on understand. psychiatrists. I, <laughs> yeah, I understand no, that.
1: I was going to say that, but I, I didn't know how to phrase it. it.
2: But, yeah. Ooh.
1: Now look, uh,
2: but you, I suppose you've just got to see how what you can get away with. See, if you're going to put on your wardrobe show or what's happening indoors, you know, brand new doors, exhibition of doors, what's happening, in, you know, door technology. Well you might think, oh well, let's put a price on it. And you had five hundred bucks a ticket at the Sydney football stadium to see the door show. And we're not talking about like my fire doors. We're talking about Yeah, have a look at this one. <laughs> you know, roll it out. So people are going to think they're see if you pay enough for it, you you are not going to leave thinking, Oh, we've been ripped off. You're are going you? to invest you're in going it. to you're going to say, Oh yeah. no, it's really great. You should go. Mm.
1: Now, <laughs> no, no, that's right. Sucker another one in. Yeah. Uh, see, show business, really.
2: You're what about Andre wrong. Rieu? Well, I know. He, he used to he's... waddle about the place with the, the bloody.
1: doors. With yes, the violin with a, with a playing, playing the same tune. with a wheelbarrow shoes. and
2: people just hurl bloody gold and money and jewellery into it. <laughs> then he'd take it up back off overseas and spend it. I
1: know. And they've already played 150 to get into the joint. Yes. To get a chance to throw something into
2: the wheelbarrow. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we've got to come up with our own Andre Rieux. I know. Isn't? I mean, they must be out there somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's got an idea to put on something stupid that people think's great. Isn't that hard? Haven't we got entrepreneurs anymore?
1: No, I take your point. And uh, I think this bears thinking about and I think it's a the thing we've got to come back to. And you can see why I'm worried about this, this headline, yeah. culture, not scenery, is tourism's new hotspot, hmm. New South Wales' new hotspot. Now. Yeah.
2: But oh, well, I don't mind that. I mean, we've just got to broaden what we understand by culture. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. I, I, mean, that. I, I, I mean, a door. I, I mean, a door show—that's I mean, culture. I know, I know. Your Thanks. wardrobe show—that's culture. Look at how tall that wardrobe <laughs> is. You need a ladder. Well, funny you should say. Dum, dum, dum. Out comes the ladder. just—you see what I mean? There's a show. <laughs> I know it, and it's a great show. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: and maybe. After the break, you have mm. the frocks that were on display at, um, you know, the Met oh, Gala. Oh, famous wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. The Met Gala. Whoa. If that's, if I got the right venue, you know, where they'd frock sure. up and pay a million dollars to yeah. eat a canopy. Right. Um, oh, well, people to pay to see that. Thanks. And I tell you what, you could feel that. Probably that idea could fill the Sydney Entertainment Centre or Sydney... Look, I don't want to give people <laughs> ideas. You've got no. your own ideas to worry about. Sydney Football Stadium or the Sydney Entertainment Centre, if
2: we've got one. Yeah. For, uh, for well, people going to realise, though, that the Sydney Football Stadium is not just about football.
1: Exactly! It's about... You can see other things there. Great things. Lobster roll. The what? Is that on? Yeah, that... No, that's the thing you can get there.
2: <laughs> oh, Okay. I wouldn't mind lobster. You say it's a lobster roll, great. I know. I don't know what to expect. (laughs) But I'm in. Out come the platforms. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, coming back to rugby
1: league, and this is a beautiful story. And, you know, we talk about the rugby league family, and I'm so taken by this story is that um, Samuela Fainu, arguably the best footballer in a freakishly talented family, is going to make his debut, NRL debut for Manly on Sunday. Now, uh, people might remember that uh, Samuela is brother of Manasseh Ifanu, who's in jail at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's because his brother in jail is in jail that's inspired Samuela to keep going with his rugby league. Now, this echoes a story... Uh, the Hopewadi family oh, yes. story. Remember how one of the Hopewadi's is in jail at the moment, yep. and his brother was playing for St. Helens, That's right. and they came to Australia to play in the Club Challenge against Penrith. Thirteen twelve, I think, was the score. Yeah, they won. And the brother in jail was so inspired and given so much hope by the brother who played for St. Helens in the thirteen twelve epic thriller that you know he he, he was buoyed by this, and yes. so made it much easier <clears> to be inside. Yes, and so on. Yeah. Now. These both these families, and I'm just raising an issue here, which I've got no way of proving, but it strikes me that the LDS Church is now producing more rugby league players than the Catholic Church, and that just does is a surprise. Right, and echoes a change in society that we've been talking yes. about with regard to culture just before. Well, the
2: well the LDS Church is very big in Pacifica. Indeed, nations. culture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, we, we got the shock of our lives when we went to Salt Lake City to see the number of. Pacifica people residing there. That's right. Loving the experience. Yes. yes,
1: and even though it was snowing in winter, they That's didn't right. seem to it bother. Didn't
2: bother them at all. No.
1: So uh, the reason why, uh, you know, obviously uh, Manice is inside mm. uh, <clears throat> now, but with Manice out of the picture, the mum Lily said uh, it's giving Samuel a, an oomph to go harder and go stronger. Right. He knows that he is the man now. He needs to step up and look after his mum and dad. Right. Therefore, he's striving to. Uh, he's got to be the man. Now, he's going to make his first grade debut off the bench in the number 14 shirt Mm -hmm. against West Tigers, Campbelltown Sports Stadium on Sunday. This is going to pull people.
2: It is, isn't
1: it? Uh, The family learned of the 19 year old selection on Tuesday and gathered for a huge feast at their North Narrabeen home to celebrate. Good on them. Uh, In attendance was his brother, Latu, who in November, at the age of 16, signed a deal that could result him in becoming the highest paid player to reach the NRL level. Wow. I've got no idea what the deal is. No. Another sibling uh, promising prop, Sione, is also nearing debut with West Tigers. Imagine that, a a family (coughs) that rivals the Burgess Brothers. I thought we'd never see that again. Yes. But four lads... Isn't that a
2: terrific story?
1: And timely with Anzac Day just around yes, the corner.
2: Families and that's right. You know, it's just a great. You forget what a family story rugby league is sometimes.
1: And a redemption don't you? story. Yes, we don't think of that enough. No, we don't. Occasionally, we don't. at do we do? And yes. then occasionally elsewhere, when somebody does that, something great. That's right. Now.
2: That's right.
1: However, the most accomplished uh, of the quartet to date is Manassee, who maintained his innocence over the uh, crime. Right. In his last interview before inc- being going inside, mm-hmm. when asked uh, who was the best footballer in the family, <clears throat> he didn't hesitate in naming Samuela as the best of the lot. Right. As the legal etc. Right.
2: <clears throat> Lily reflected that on. Was, it, somebody asked him that he's he was being led away. Is that the case? She yeah. right. Who's oh, the best oh, in well, the
1: family? Right. Well. <laughs> you know, he. Had Funny
2: question to ask under those <laughs> circumstances. Well, <but> why not? <laughs> Terrific that, journalism, that is, isn't it? It I, is. I wish more people would be asked that question as they're being led away. Who's the best yeah. footballer? Who's the best you've seen? My brother.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does give you an idea that his head's still thinking league yes. in this most
2: difficult time. That's right. Dark clouds. Dark clouds, Stormy yeah. days ahead. Yep. Who knows how it'll turn out? Yeah. Anyway. But just a rugby league question would have put a bit of a smile on his face. Yeah, it would. It would.
1: Now, mm. Lily reflected on the joy and heartache of her son's roller coaster ride. Yeah. She was brought to tears about the influence Manassee had uh, in the development of the other brothers. Right. It was well, mixed emotions. I cried. Uh, I wish Manasseh was here to see it. Mm. But it is what it is. Samuela w- wouldn't have worked as hard if, if it weren't in this situation. Oh, I mean,
2: well, that's a bit of truth to that.
1: <clears throat> but what a challenge for
2: families. Yes.
1: One of the people has to be inside so as the rest of the brothers can blossom in rugby league. As a league.
2: motivation for the... For the younger members of the family.
1: Motivation, that was the word I was looking for. I mean, I wonder if if Sheens and them over at Tiger Town have thought about this.
2: Well, I don't think they'd know what the word motivation means over there. In body
1: and structure, he's different, but with everything else, he's a miniature man Samuel, well, he's my tallest kid, and out of all of them, the mentality, everything, is it's, it's, it's the older brother all over. Right. Personality-wise, their, ma- their mouth, it just doesn't seem to stop. There's no filter in them. I like this. they Sounds gabby. like
2: they say what they mm, Mean. Right.
1: It's been a dream of his for a while. It's a long time coming. He's always had an ambition to play football. I sent the kids to Catholic school when I couldn't afford it. I was right. paying bills by the week to put them into a good school, but they didn't want to go to a Catholic school. They wanted to go to Westfield Sports High School and right. learn how to play football.
2: Right. <coughs> and is that where they ended up, shoot the Westfield? Is that where they Little? rugby league? I think that's right, league? yeah. Sunday
1: they... be big day. Uh, Lattu, as we mentioned, makes his makes the transition <coughs> from FLEG right. to New South Wales Cup. That's Manly's feeder team, right. okay. Blacktown workers, the priest Well, system. that
2: surprises me. Generally speaking, Catholic high schools have produced wonderful oh, rugby league players. Holy that, cross. I mean, but Benny Elias. I,
1: But remember, we're talking about selective schools Selective schools, yeah. Well, I think
2: Holy Cross is a selective school, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I don't know. I'm uncertain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I could have. Well, let's say it is. Yeah. But remember, of course, people would know which was the best rugby league school to go to. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, this school, uh, Westfield Sports, Mm. I picture Tim Sheen's always sniffing around looking for players.
2: Right, right.
1: You know, or getting... Dude,
2: have they won any comps, the Westfield... I don't know. Don't know.
1: We'd have to get hardworking Dave Stone to check that out for us. Mm. But um, no, Some, no idea. Someone's but
2: suggesting I'm, here actually they may need need to uh, to bring back the speedway racing back to the stadiums. Well,
1: hang on. We we'll jump back to uh,
2: no. no this is on the text here actually relating to uh, a subject a, a little. Uh, earlier yes, on. I know,
1: but. Is that where is that where the culture is? Is that where society is? I mean, it's I like cultural. your idea, uh, you know, Australia's doors. Yes. I haven't heard of that before. No, that's, that me. that's
2: got It's got a fresh feeling, hasn't it?
1: Thanks very much. A fresh feeling. Fresh feeling. See the pocket calculator show. Who would know? Might well, be... I'd love
2: to see that.
1: See, there you go. You, you know, know d- who
2: is Australia's best on the abacus? Any? You know? I don't well, know.
1: we don't know. We don't know. Australia's abacus champion. Yes. Come down and see the heat. Come
2: heats. down to the SFS. See, tell 50 you bucks a ticket.
1: Well, that's a bit cheap, isn't it, to see? Oh, you're World right. Five hundred bucks. a Thanks gig. Very much. Thank you. Now, and you've got your esports, which I, which is going oh.
2: gangbusters
1: and drawing huge crowds. Right. You know, I want to say, always want to say, well, call this of is duty. Game,
2: gaming, that sort of stuff. Gaming, call of duty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or video gaming, right.
2: big cinema, big screens. Well, you're going to blow up bloody buildings and people and that sort of stuff. Is that what it's and, about?
1: And, and yeah, and, and well, I'm not sure exactly in the nature of the card, I'm sure there's a great range of them. Right. Some of them wouldn't involve blowing up things, but I like the ones that do. <laughs> and $500 a ticket is not out of the question. No. I mean, with inflation the way it is, see, we've just got to think <clears throat> of new things. I mean, to tomorrow's kids aren't going to want to go and see things that might have appealed to you and me.
2: No, we you just can't have to expect accept... them to.
1: Exactly. You know, they want long You know, hair. there was
2: a time when you could put on a film with no sound. <laughs> and no talking. And no talking, yeah. you know, and people loved it. Yeah. You know, it was so funny. Well, you look at them these days, been... they weren't funny at all. No, that's true. Dull as. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right, actually, you're absolutely right. People See, aren't yeah. going to go to the Speedway. They're going to go to the door show. Or monster trucks. Okay, not sure about monster not trucks. Not sure, because you sort of know what's going to happen. Yeah, true, true. Big trucks. with Big, big wheels. trucks are going to come out. And What monster about things. Robosaurus? That, 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 that oh. was popular for a while,
1: wasn't it? Oh, well, now, that would be an interesting thing, is yeah. mechanical things. Mechanical things or I mean, things with animals. Yeah, well, animals. You know, bear baiting.
2: I mean, maybe well, that would come back again. I don't
1: know. Mechanical bear baiting might.
2: Well, yes.
1: Well, they, they had that show on, uh, I think, on television mm-hmm. where they built machines that tried to monster other machines. All right. I don't know what the rules were.
2: Yeah, right. Well, you get a, a – like, Sydney University comes up with their machine that's
1: – There would be rules in terms of what yeah. you had to have on You're it. You're allowed
2: to have so – Four many... wheels
1: and, you know, big batteries or whatever it was, right. was or a power yeah. well, lead. Well, that's a so. great idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> mm. And Punting. You've got to get punting involved because that's and yes. mobile phone punting.
2: Yes. You know, with these things. Yes. Oh, well, of course. No, no, no. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I take think. that as red. If yeah. you go to a door show, it doesn't stop your punting. There's no law that says, Oh no, you're not allowed to punt here while the door show's on. Not true. No. Pun all you like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Same day multi, best door. <laughs> Best swing, best opener, you know, etc. They get them, they'd, they'd all I mean, our in- bookmakers, if I can use that term, are yes. the most inventive in the world.
2: They are. You know. They are. They've almost been almost too successful. They, they have.
1: Far too successful. Yeah. Now,
2: <clears throat> I what looking, happened to young Tom Waterhouse?
1: He's still around. He's still he? thinking. He had a
2: terrific little buddy thing going, well, going there, didn't yeah. he? He did. But that's, the, that's
1: all, you know, cracked, boxed and buried now. Right. We can't go back there. No. It's just a complete waste. But when it comes to uh, venues, Mm -hmm. I I do think that maybe rugby league needs to lift its game. Yes. Uh, I I take his point entirely is that you just can't put on people chasing a ball around, you know, hip dropping and tugging on hair. Yeah. People have seen all that. They know what they're getting. Yes. Uh,
2: I suppose – uh, the only thing that is the lure is the great uncertainty. You don't know what the result is going to be. And no, so you're watching it. something live. You're watching the magic happening from before your eyes. And that's what brings you to live events. It is. Isn't it, it is. It is. Um, but you'd have
1: to argue that most people know what the story of Madame Butterfly is. Yes. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, so I don't. But no. most people
2: would no. know. That well, if... I think it ends in tragedy, HG. I think, I think it does. And uh, it's about people Ameri- find that cathartic I think it's, a, it's an American in Tokyo war post-war and there are cultural differences you know she falls in love with him he with her and there are you know, fireworks <clears throat> well emotional fireworks and, and then... fireworks actually
1: as I understand it I've seen an ad for it and there's fireworks
2: oh there are actual fireworks yes yeah. Yeah. yeah oh God yes that's why it won't work during daytime.
1: Gee, you so many questions, and now I sort of feel as though we haven't really been able to answer many of the issues that we've raised, no, no, over the last two
2: hours. Look, we've got these wonderful, brilliant venues. What we need are wonderful, brilliant entrepreneurs who can take advantage of them.
1: Perfectly put. And on that uh, cheerful note, it's time to pack up all this and remind you that the podcast if you want to enjoy the last two hours of your life again, it's all there in a couple of minutes' time. The podcast is the source of all things to do with bludging on the blind side. And we say farewell to the bludging on the blind side family for another week. See you same time, same place next week. Rock on, bludgers.
0: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.